Welcome to this author reading of Unmuted Voices, Women Overcoming Trauma and Indoctrination to Speak and Live Their Truth. And I am your host, Marianne Pack, author and publisher of Envision Greatness Press. And I had the privilege of working with 12 beautiful authors, courageous women who were open to sharing their vulnerable stories about how they found themselves muted in life. Maybe not a physical voice, but muted in how they express life. Or it could have been their physical voice also. They were told to shush, or they were told to be quiet, or they were told you're too much and not to do certain things or not to be who you were. And so um, these beautiful women have come to do an author reading for us so that you get to experience a little portion of their chapter in this book. And I am so, so happy and thrilled that I have Christy Borst. I have Lindsay Linton, Marilyn Sudreth, Sutherland, sorry, and Kathleen Troy. So welcome, ladies, and would you please introduce yourselves and tell everybody who you are and what good you bring into the world. Christy, would you like to start? Surely. Hi, everyone. My name's Christy Borst, and I am a um, long-term resident of Maine. Mm. Um, I am an, uh, excuse me, a quantum uh, phys physical, mental, emotional, spiritual healer. I um, serve as kind of a, an emotional transponder, if you will, or um, peacekeeper within our greater world. And uh, my, my mission or my passion is working with others to help them heal the body, calm the mind, um, lift their spirits and live their best life. I love that. I love that. I love that. And Lindsay. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Lindsay Linton, and I am out of the state of Maryland. I am a marketing professional for the construction industry, or as we call it, the AEC. Um, my specialties are graphic design. I also am um, really great at communications. Um, and for me, I'm super passionate about art, love to paint. Um, I put creativity into everything that I do. I love that. I love that our group is so varied all across these yeah. author readings. It's just been amazing. Marilyn. Hi, everybody. Marilyn Sutherland. I'm a relationship and communication coach, and I help women create deeper relationships with the people they care about. Mm -hmm. And I do that through a combination of mind, body, and heart, plus practical skills that most of us never learn. And it makes our ability to connect and be our authentic selves more difficult. And that's what I what I, I do. And sometimes I think I could have retired, but I didn't. And the reason is I feel like my whole life's journey has prepared me with so many lessons that I can support women in their journey. So that's why I'm here. Absolutely. Thank you. Kathleen. Hi, I'm Kathleen Troy of Second Spring Coaching, and I'm a transformational coach. I didn't realize I was doing it in the salon for the 30 years, 30 plus years that I've been a colorist. And when I finally realized this is the, what I love, supporting people in their dreams, big and small, 
I became a coach and now I am supporting people in transformation inside and out. I love that. I love that. I love it. Thank you all. So we're going to jump right in and start asking you all some questions. And um, so Christy, I want to ask you, so in looking back on your chapter and the podcast, were you surprised at your story or was that your goat that that's definitely where you thought you would head in expressing you, where you were, where you were in life? Or was that a little surprising to you? So I think I started out um, with one kind of objective, which was to talk about how for many of us, we are um, thwarted or, you know, our natural gifts, um, our, our joy of life um, can be kind of squelched mm -hmm. um, in our childhood. And that's what I wanted to really share this message of um, my own homecoming to a bigger sense of myself or reclaiming parts of myself that I had been told to shut down as a child. But what really emerged for me was seeing some um, old programs. I know you call them indoctrinated beliefs, but I kind of call them programs um, and beliefs. And that is kind of stories built on lies yeah. that I was still operating within. Um, many um, shoulds that um, I've been able to see in the last year. And it's really been great for me because as I tell my clients, you know, as we are able to um, illuminate the shadows within us, then we have space within to have more light and more love. So I've been kind of benefiting from, from really doing this project in that way. Mm -hmm. So has this impacted your life or your business? Have, have you shifted anything? Has there been an energy shift? Has there been anything that kind of shows up differently for you now? So I think it's been a huge perspective shift for me in that I'm seeing um, behaviors that uh, I was doing repetitively for decades um, that I'm no, I'm choosing now not to do those. Um, I have, you know, this phrase that I, I love that, you know, many times the answers are hidden in plain sight. You know, if we don't look at things uh, from an, an objective perspective or in our presence, um, in our present now, we can miss that there's even a choice of how to behave. So primarily, yes, the first thing is that I've rejected a lot of this childhood programming, um, which in my case was about protecting people who never protected me. <clears throat> and um, the second part of that is really, I can see how um, my lack of, um, my lack of or the fact that I grew up in an environment where love hurt, that even in my 40 plus relationship, 40 plus year relationship with my husband, there were parts of me that were still holding back from trusting him. And the ironic part is that he fully deserved and earned my trust because he's 
loved, honored, and respected me. So those are kind of two really big, um, I would say, you know, really life-changing mm-hmm. um, takeaways that I have. And I'm hoping that my chapter and my integrative lessons or exercises are going to help others walk that same walk. Yes, yes, yes. So will you read a portion of your chapter for us then? I would love to. Let me just take a little drink first. My chapter is called The Vibe to Thrive. I I believe that each one of us is here to bring their unique one-of-a-kind joy to the world. Therefore, we need to focus more on what we're feeling or vibing outward into the ethers than on what we're doing. Yet when we're in an indoctrinated belief, or I call them programs, passed down culturally or from generation to generation, we may not even see them. Yet we're not here to continue these stories of lack and suffering. We're here to shut them down. We're creating something new. The first step is to become aware of what's holding you back, leading you away from your dreams, sabotaging your joy. And again, this is an ongoing process. We're not aiming at being done. We're evolving. Mm -hmm. Awareness equals the power of choice equals the power to change. Being aware means observing yourself in a calm and loving way. Why are you doing what you're doing? Is it something that you want to be doing? Is there a should driving you or a can't holding you back? Is it a belief? or is it truth? Is it taking you toward or away from your joy? You have to look before you'll ever find the opportunities within your challenges. Dust off your wounds and you'll find your sparkle. Ironically, I've discovered that the emotional sensitivities and the the ways I see the world for which I have been shamed, rejected, and even ridiculed are at the root of everything right about me in and beyond this time and space. Once we see it, then we actually have a choice of whether or not we want to be in that story. We find choices previously hidden in plain sight. We can change much by changing the way we see ourselves and how we react to our world. Focusing on our vibe, what we're seeding emotionally and energetically, what we're here to uniquely contribute takes the pressure off of our conforming, fitting in, et cetera. This is actually a win-win shift because as we focus on the vibe to thrive, we thrive. Your vibe matters. Choose the vibe to thrive. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So why was this portion special to you? Why did you want to, what was the message you wanted people to receive from this portion? I think just that we are really more powerful over our past Mm. than what we think we are. Um, You know, people say you can't change the past, but I think that's not true. I think we can change the past by changing the way that we see it and um, seeing different aspects of how we may have perceived it in almost a distorted way. so really, I feel that it's one of the one of the um, sections that 
empowers people to know that they can change um, and really that we are more powerful than anything that we have experienced in the past. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Lindsay. When, when you look back over this this whole experience, what what did you feel about your podcast? Did you feel like the story was where you were going to head? Or like when you had the questions earlier, did you kind of have it formulated in your mind and then it shifted when we actually got live? How, how was that experience for you? Yeah, I mean, I kind of had my initial concept, um, just like Christy, where um, and my focus was the fact that you know, I grew up as a twin and how throughout the years, I've really developed my own identity and just figuring out who I am. Um, and at the time, you know, I had the opportunity to um, do the podcast sooner before I took my trip to Ireland, which I think would have, you know, that was so much more that was added to my content. And, um, and that trip really was just the icing on the cake. So um, without that trip, I think it just wouldn't have really brought me to where I am today. I think I was always kind of journeying there um, and just, you know, throughout the years had worked through some challenges with being a twin. But um, yeah, it took a different direction. And even in the chapter of the book, I was able to add a little bit more onto it that I didn't get to add on to the podcast because you only have so much time to tell your story um, so there were just things that came out that were unexpected for me, um, but I'm glad that I shared it. Yes. Yes, I'm glad that you all had a little bit of time to to keep tweaking, even though it's in the podcast format, it's a conversational type book. It's not a narrative, but, you know, giving you the opportunity to add to um, our podcast, because definitely, you know, when we're on a podcast where you're you're heading in one direction and then we don't finish sentences and, and then it's like, Oh no, that needs to be clarified. So giving us the opportunity to do that, I think was really, really helpful. So, um, so how's this experience impacted you now in your life or your business or, or what direction you're heading now, if there's been any shifts since, since being in this, um, this, this project? I think for me, it made me so much more comfortable with myself. Um, and I was already comfortable, but now I just feel like an open book. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, in years past, just, you know, when you're younger, you're just taught like, you know, not to share certain things at the workplace and to keep it professional and not bring your personal life. And I've come to learn that you have to bring your personal life to work. Um, you spend so much time at work. You have to make it personal. And also by sharing those experiences, um, just like in this group with all these incredible women, we've come together, we have things in common. Um, we, we share things with one another that, you know, maybe you wouldn't have known if you didn't share it. So, um, you know, for me, that's, that was a big, um, piece of it. And, um, you know, it just really helped me. And, um, and it just, it, it was kind of that like last piece of everything that I've just been building and working towards over the last, you know, several years. Um, so um, I appreciate it. And it just, uh, it was a wonderful experience. Good, good, good. So will you read us a portion of your chapter? Oh, absolutely. 
Um, on my way to Kenmare, I visited Blarney Castle and Gardens. Blarney Castle is known for being the location of the Kissing Stone, where you get the luck of the gab. Well, I got a little more than luck of the gab. As I made my way up the tower to the area where you kiss the stone, I placed loose items to the side, my jacket, purse, and glasses. There were two men working the stone. One held you so you wouldn't fall. The other took professional photos that you could purchase later on. For some reason, the photographer started shuffling things in the area where I placed my items. Next thing you know, I watched my glasses fall hundreds of feet to the ground. I was starting to panic, even though I had been pretty laid back during my trip. I knew I needed to get down there to see where my glasses were and the condition they were in. I kissed the stone, made my way down the tower like Velma from Scooby-Doo. What if they were shattered? How would I be able to see? When I got down the tower, I approached a couple that retrieved my glasses, and when they handed them to me, they were perfectly intact. I sighed with relief and said, that's some Blarney luck. <laughs> but no sooner did I get my glasses did I see my fellow solo traveler from Rock of Cashel. When I told her what happened, she said, wait, that was you? I realized that Ireland could have been a different experience if I wasn't so positive or open-minded. Throughout my trip, things didn't always go as planned. From the flight in to my almost catastrophe at Blarney Castle, I realized all of these experiences I was supposed to be enduring. The good, bad, and in-between were opportunities for me to grow as a person. I learned that I'm resilient and compassionate. I wasn't so trusting of myself before the trip. And Ireland was essentially a trust fall exercise to push myself to mm -hmm. new limits. Mm -hmm. I experienced self-love for the first time in my life. I found myself getting emotional on drives between towns and felt butterflies. I now know those butterflies were feelings I had for myself. Mm -hmm. Arriving back in the States was different. I felt reborn and was on an incredible high. The memories from this trip will be forever in my heart. And I'm grateful for the adventure. Yes, yes, yes. And tell them about why you took the trip on the date on the during the time that you took it. So the trip was actually my 31st birthday. And originally I had planned that trip for my 30th, but with COVID, it just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. I will admit too, I chickened out a bit. <laughs> um, but what was so special about that trip is that that was the first time in 31 years that I spent my birthday on my own and I did something just for me. So um, mm -hmm. being a twin, you share everything, including birthdays. So um, it was really special for me. Yeah. And I, I, I so relate to her story about twins because my older sisters were identical twins. Mm -hmm. So we, we connected there on this twin, twin issue with uh, twins in the family. So that was so much fun. So why did you choose this particular portion of your chapter to read? What is the takeaway or the aha that you want people to glean from this part of your chapter? Well, you know, like I was saying in the beginning, um, the trip was so transformative for me, um, not just as an individual, but for someone that had shared a life with a twin sister. Um, it really just helped to take me to the next level. Um, this is one of many really funny stories that I had on my trip that just didn't go as planned. Um, and, you know, life is like that. And I think if I would have went on my trip with a different mindset and expected everything to go a certain way, I wouldn't have had as good of a time. And I think, you know, in general, we all kind of have to be open-minded and accept that, you know, we're all quirky and things are going to happen. But each of those things that happen in your life happen for a reason. And I've come to learn their opportunities, opportunities to grow as a person, 
um, opportunities to kind of explore a different area of yourself. Um, you know, when these things came up along my trip, I really had to kind of think on my feet, figure it out for myself because I couldn't really call my family. I mean, I could, but they wouldn't be able to do anything. So, um, you know, it, it's just, it's a funny story, but it's also, you know, kind of goes with the theme of life and, you know, things happen for a reason and um, we're just all here to grow and become better people. Right. Yeah. And, and, and continuing to find your, your autonomy, your sovereignty, your, you know, that you're, you're a real individual. You're not part of a twin. You're not just part of a twin kind of relationship. Yeah. um, Lindsay's her own person. We're human beings too. And I think that that's something I've come to learn. I mean, like I said, it's just, you're, you're taught to just sort of like almost have blinders up and just focus on what you got to do at work, come home. But reality is we are human. We make mistakes. Um, We need to be ourselves. So it's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. Marilyn. Hello. How did you how did you feel about your chapter? Were you kind of surprised at the podcast or what stories came out or um, how was that experience for you? I have told the story that's in this chapter a lot over many years. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's about a lot of it's about my dad. And I, um, I had a revelation from doing this because it was through the lens of muting your voice. And I said in the podcast, you know, that most of the people who know me would say, why are you on a podcast about muting your voice and unmuting it? Because I am not generally someone who mutes my voice. And um, what I saw was the subtlety when um, I'm going to read the beginning of my story. And um, what I realized was that even though I didn't think I was someone that muted my voice, of course, there were times when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like in junior high, I wasn't really outgoing and I wasn't in my, you know, power then. But um, I, I really saw that the holding back because I didn't feel seen by my dad. I held myself back. I didn't reach out to connect with him. Now, when you're 13 or even 20, you might not do that. But nonetheless, I blocked myself from having a deeper connection with my father because I wasn't open and didn't communicate what I needed. And he was a gruff guy. He stood up to General Patton in World War II. <laughs> and uh, and al- almost got thrown in the brig for who knows how long, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> to protect his men. So anyway, it's um, yeah, it was very interesting to me to see, despite a story that is well known and often shared, there was uh, the lens of muting. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, what Christy was saying, you know, reflecting on your life and looking like there's, there's always more to go. Right. Yes, yes, yes. So has this experience impacted your life or your business? Has there been any shifts? Have you felt any energy shifts 
um, since participating in this project and the ongoing part of the project? <laughs> yes. Well, just the unfolding of realizing in an area of my life where I thought I knew uh, yeah. everything <laughs> about that, you know, like all the nuances of it. Um, yeah, just seeing. And, and the truth is, I think most of us, if we're awake at all, there's always a new revelation unfolding when we look at our lives and our situation. Yeah. If we're willing to be responsible instead of blaming others. Yes, 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 yes. I agree. So will you read us a portion of your chapter? Yes. Um, <clears throat> so when I was a preteen, my dad was sitting in his chair reading and watching TV. And the only way I could get his attention to ask him a question was if I stood between him and the television. When he would look up, he'd say, you make a better door than a window. I hated when he said that. I didn't feel seen or heard. I was always outgoing and loved to connect with people, even at age three. Yet when I heard that, I think it helped form my personality of, as someone who wanted to be seen and heard. What's interesting to me is that my mom was loving, which I'm so grateful for, yet the absence of that affection from my dad was still painful. I'm sure friends will be surprised that I'm on a podcast and an author in a book about unmuting my voice because I do speak up, but even I have had times in my life when I muted my voice. Although I knew my dad loved me, I held back from really trying to connect with him and explain how I felt. I didn't try to build a deeper relationship with him until my early 30s because I didn't think he would see me. One of my beliefs was that my dad should have been like the dad in the 1950s television show, Father Knows Best. Even though my dad was always there and provided for us, I was disappointed he wasn't like the loving father in that TV show. My relationship with my dad was shaped by the disappointment of who he wasn't instead of accepting, appreciating, and loving him for who he was. Oh my, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So what in this portion, you know, what's the message that you want people to go away with? What's the takeaway or the gold nuggets? Well, one of the things that one of the things that I teach in um, the coaching that I do is mm -hmm. intentional connection. That if we're not awake to how we're communicating, what we're saying, what we're doing, our facial expressions, if we're holding our phone and looking at that when someone is talking to us, whether it's a loved one or someone at work. We don't know that we're communicating some kind of message like, I don't care, or you're not that important to me. And that actually is what I learned from my dad was that was not his intention. But he didn't know how to connect. And uh, he was the he was, I think, in the middle of eight kids. And the story was he'd sit on the couch reading. And around him, everybody, there was so much chaos and he didn't even notice it or react. So he was very self-contained. And I, of course, when I was younger, I took it personally, which yeah. is what we do because we don't understand. Mm -hmm. So 
I think it's really important for people to be awake to how we're showing up. And if we want to get a different reaction from people and a different response, and I'm talking about in general, not if you have somebody who's abusive in your family, that's a whole different thing. But in normal life, if we're not awake to how we're showing up, if we don't ask for what we want, if we, um, if we are in the energy of love, if we're out to connect with people and we're not in fear trying to defend ourselves or protect ourselves, the trajectory of our relationships are very different. And my revelation started in reflecting, not when I wrote the book, but it just was, I was reminded of that again when I, when I told Mm -hmm. this story, because, um, I was disappointed in my dad, but I really didn't delve into what was possible because I never said to him. Um, I joked with him a lot and I, I tell more in the in the book, but I never said to him, Dad, I need you to see me. Your love of me is really important. I never said that. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't know how it hurt me. Man, I'm grateful for that journey because your mess, as you say, your mess is your message. And the person that I am, which is somebody who connecting is one of my top values is because of that experience and knowing mm-hmm. how important it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as, and, and, and even as children, you know, you just said you didn't really reach out and start reach out to your dad until you were what in your 30s, you said early 30s. You know, as a child, we do. We take it on personally. And I, I think that's why I, I tend to call them indoctrinations because they're not they're not true beliefs of who we are. They're things that that either we've heard or the subtle message, or we just don't know how to deal with it as a child, you know, coming up. We don't have the vocabulary, we don't have the uh the ability to assess. And like you said, be awake, um, you know, um, because we think, oh, they're they're the parent or they're the adult or they're the, you know, this influential person in my life. So they know. So and this is how I'm interpreting it. So that was must must be what what is what's true. So I love right. it. Thank you yeah. so much, Marilyn. Thank you. Thank you. Kathleen, would you like to? Tell us a little bit about how this experience was for you. I mean, as far as your story, did were you surprised? Did it go in line with what you've always talked about? How was that for you? Thank you. Well, I will say that I've told different parts of my story at different times, mm-hmm. but it came together in such a cohesive way after, mm-hmm. after um, I made peace with... Wow so much of like that feeling of this all happened in service of what I'm up to now. And I couldn't always see that. So thank you. And even just listening to these beautiful souls, if I hadn't found my voice, I would never have met any of you. And I just received like so many shivers with each woman's story. And I'm already enriched from this 31 minutes. (laughs) So it's all the gifts. Yes. that you have offered to us. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
So how has this experience impacted you? What, what have you gleaned from it? What energy shifts have you received or maybe nothing? I don't know. Well, all of that and, and all of what I just said and, uh, and owning. So I always used my story of being selectively mute as a child mm -hmm. and how, you know, incrementally I started to speak. I, that was always like anyone can transform because that's a major transformation, right? Like they're like, we're always transforming. Uh, but what I really noticed is I'm using this experience tomorrow. I'm leading a workshop. I've been invited to a local library to help people to set goals. And um, I'm aware that nobody's, nobody's goal is too small or too great. Right. Like it's, it's, it, it all is in service of them. And I'm, 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 I really honor that in people because I've lived it. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. I've witnessed that in you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So will you read us a portion of your chapter? Uh, I would love to. Thank you. So my, my um, title is Selectively Unmuted, The Journey to Becoming Bold. And again, bold is, you know, in the eyes of the beholder. <laughs> uh, so in answer to the question, so when did you start actually awakening to the fact that you needed to express your voice, you needed to live differently and put yourself on top? My answer, my response is the healing had begun in layers, layers of an onion. Prior to five years ago, I explored self-help, personal growth and new ideas as I learned, and as I learned about different opportunities, I also remembered I began years ago with Landmark Education. I experienced many aha moments there. It was really the basis of a lot of coaching practices and it was confounding. The law of attraction was confusing to me as well. It didn't go along with what I understood or what I had been taught. Mm -hmm. I went to Tony Robbins and walked on hot fire coals with both of my daughters for their individual graduation gifts. There were some things I was doing right. I was exploring and studying, and I released the belief that anything that is not Christian-based is not okay. I started practicing Kabbalah and Reiki, and more recently, human design. I sought out mediums and gurus. All of that helped me to shrink my fear of all that seemed taboo. Side note, I always had a scarcity story. It never mattered how much money I earned. It would never be enough. It just didn't matter. There was no number, no goal. Now I do this exercise in my coaching with people to address their scarcity stories. I ask, when will it be enough? For people who are st steeped in scarcity, it's a challenge to answer. It's another fear. Unfortunately, I sorted a lot of this out after the kids grew up. During the shutdown of the pandemic, everything I knew was stripped away. At one time, that would have paralyzed me with fear. I'm still a part-time hair colorist, part-time transformational coach. My salon income vanished overnight during the pandemic. That has always been my hook for how I provide. Everything became blurry as the days became weak sequestered at home something magical occurred. I found out that we have enough. And my husband and I played outdoors like children. We planned to go to a different park every day at four o'clock and we would go explore. Mm. 
I love that. I love that. So what, what are some of the takeaways that you want people to make sure that they receive and glean from, from your chapter, from this portion of your chapter? That you're never too old. I really didn't know what life would look like after the kids grew up. I loved, I'm going to cry. I loved momming. <laughs> I loved having children. And when they grew up, I really didn't know what was next for me. And um, I always thought, oh, what's my purpose? My friends, what's your, my, I'm looking for my purpose. Living a purposeful life is a daily practice. Mm -hmm. And all the magic occurs in that, if you choose. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's always about now, 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 now. <laughs> there just went another now. You know? <laughs> there went another now. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the so more I open then, up to it, the giddy, the, the giddiness, it just, I'm just full of life, full of, mm -hmm. I've never felt more nimble. Wow. My brain. Awesome. I love that. That is so, so awesome. So I want to ask each of you, you know, kind of what, um, uh, why it was that you said yes to this project? What was it that resonated with your soul? Um, that was like a full body yes, or you felt like, yes, I need to lean into to working on this project for unmuted voices because, you know, it is kind of an odd topic, I suppose. When I downloaded, I received that message to, you know, for, for me to put it out there as a project. Um, so, you know, what was, how was this for you? What, what did you, why did you say yes? And, um, Christy, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, so I think for me, you know, a lot of what what I do is um, in my effort to outreach, to help others. Mm -hmm. And so that was really the biggest thing. So, you know, I am grateful for everything that I have received in my, you know, quest for um, for helping you know, and I think that it's a, it's almost like counter, I guess, in a little way to what um, I feel I, I've been um, experiencing in general is that I am very um, ready to give, you know, I give a lot. Mm -hmm. And I trust that my good is coming, you know, my good is here. Um, and so it was shocking for me that it was an immediate one-to-one, um, -one, if you will, you know, giving and receiving in the same um, breath almost. Uh, so I think probably that was the biggest reason. It was, you know, not really to share my story, but more to share hope with other people um, as Kathleen said, you know, you're never too late. Um, I found a huge part of myself when I was 55, oh, you know, yeah. and here I am almost 65 and I feel like, you know, I'm just starting a whole new, you know, aspect of living and, and really thriving and um, thinking about what do I want? You know, what, what would what would make me happy, what would um, 
what would support me rather than, um, as I said before, supporting others first. Yes. Yes, that's so true. And and the thing is, when we're involved in projects like this, um, we do receive so much. You know, we receive our own healing, our own energy, our um, just participating, feeling the energy, being in the community of energy of these authors. Um, even if we don't really get to spend a whole lot of time, we've gotten to spend some time together. And um, that's really that's really precious for us. It's that's an important reason to even, you know, participate in some a project like that, a collaborative project like that. Thank you, Christy. I appreciate it. And I that. think, you know, if I could just add, Marianne, I think the whole the whole envelope of unmuting, you know, there's such a power yeah. in actually telling your story and mm -hmm. and just expressing your perspective, which maybe you've never shared. Um, yes. it's, it's empowering. Yes, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, because I, I think it'll always be a process. I don't think, I, I'm not gonna ever get a certificate on the wall that says I, I, I completed this and now I, I can do this all the time, no matter what. Um, so it's not a one and done certificate. I get to hang on the wall. It's, it's always stepping, you know, it's like Kathleen. It's now, it's now, did I do it now? You know, did I, did I allow myself to, to be true to who I am? Did I speak my truth? Did I, because there's times that I'm still finding myself muted. You know, it's been a long time coming that, that, uh, you know, just working through those beliefs that were so strong and so powerful you know, that held such a sway over my life to, to, well, you can't say that. You can't be that person. You have to be polite. You have to be nice, you know, kind of thing or whatever, you know, not make way. Such an opening to self-love though. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Lindsay? Would you like yeah. Um, so, I could have never imagined being part of this experience. Um, that was my first time being a podcast guest, first time being part of a book. Um, I write for a living for what I do for my, my job and for my company, but that was the first time that I wrote about myself and I was able to dig deep into you know my own soul and tell my story. Um, and there's something about putting something on paper and there's something about like speaking out loud, some of the things that you've gone through that just, it just, you know, really hits at home and it just makes an impact, not just on you, but on other people. And um, the impact has been just incredible. I mean, I've had friends, colleagues, um, you know, approach me and ask about it. It's created conversations within my family, more conversations with my twin sister. We're already close, but um, you know, that part has been really incredible. Um, I mean, it's been, it, it was an absolute journey. And, and again, you know, the connections with all of the women that have been part of this, this, you know, this process and this, you know, project, um, you know, something can't just, you know, it doesn't come out of thin air. Um, you know, we all kind of helped put, put it together with our own stories right. and um, made some truly special connections that we'll be able to share for the rest of our lives. And, and we're all kind of keeping in touch too. So 
Um, yeah, it's, it was really, really special for me and, um, highly recommend it. Um, especially for people like me that are younger that, you know, wouldn't mm -hmm. consider it. Um, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. And it always, it helps if you're wanting to just touch your toe in the water, you know, just dabble a little bit. It's not like your 500 page memoir that you have to write, you know, writing a chapter in an anthology is, is such a great way to get the first taste of what it's like to write um, and see how it feels. And, and um, because invariably it always creates more healing. And um, um, especially when we're in a supportive group, like all of you authors have been for each other um, and, and holding each other up, holding the space for us to, to walk that, that muted voice path. So I, I so appreciate all of you so much. Yeah. And, you know, I'll add to that. Um, you just, you know, you don't know what's going to come out of it. I started kind of going one direction with my story and ended up building on to that with even more personal experiences that I had in my life um, that I just would have never had the opportunity to share with anybody other than like my closest friends and family. So, um, you know, that part was really neat. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Marilyn. Are you muted? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was coughing earlier, so I, I <laughs> muted myself. So do you want me to answer the question? Yes, yes, please. <laughs> um, so I, I think the reason that I said yes was not so much for me, but for the women who don't feel like they have a voice. Oh yeah. Um, so the surprise was, oh, there were that I there was that kind of I really dug into that experience in a way that I hadn't really been present to. And um, one of the things that I noticed, and pretty much every woman I work with, even if they don't think they uh, are a pleaser, meaning that they say yes when they mean no, they won't tell the truth because they don't want to be rejected. They'll, um, and sometimes they'll, they'll say yes, but they have no intention of doing it. They just don't want to be honest in the moment. And then the person doesn't trust them because they don't follow through. And there's all this damage that's been caused by being a pleaser. Least of, uh, the, the, just as important, not the least, like maybe the most is that you're not honoring yourself. And so when you say yes to others, you're saying no to yourself. And if mm -hmm. that's not the truth for you, then you're learning to mute yourself. Right. So that was really my intention in being in the book. I have been in uh, another, uh, a series of three books with the same organization, the same group. And I really liked you. And I partly I said yes, too, because I thought, oh, this will be interesting to work with Marianne. And I have to say, this was by far the best experience because you really are supporting us to be, you know, known and heard in in this way and the workshop that we're going to be um, doing. Yes, so, yeah, I think this has been a really um, brilliant way to 
um, to promote an anthology that really gives each of us a chance to have our voice be live, not just on the printed page. Yes. yes. For that. Yeah. I always love, I love the video live aspect of my podcasting because I don't just want it to be a voice out in the ethers that, that people don't relate to. That's mm -hmm. why I love the, you know, the physicality of seeing everybody on the screen because that's, um, I don't know. I just feel like people can connect and, and their souls maybe are drawn to you um, in a more clear way um, when we get to see each other. So I love supporting, you know, even through the podcast and these author readings and, and coming up, we'll talk about the workshops that are coming up, but um, I just love that the video aspect of it because it's not just a, a ethereal voice out there somewhere in the, in the mist. <laughs> yeah. And for a, a lot of us, certainly for me, being a relationship uh, coach, people share personal things with me. And so they need mm -hmm. to trust me. And I think when you are with someone and it's not just the printed page, but, you know, in this kind of an interaction where you can see someone, you can feel safer yeah, um, and more willing to reach out mm -hmm. than, you know, if you're just reading it on, on, in a book. Yeah. I would have to agree. I would definitely have to agree with that. Kathleen, why did you say yes to this project? Thank oh. you, Marilyn. Partly, I was definitely, you're a magnet, definitely. Like, I, I definitely wanted more Marianne time, so I admit. <laughs> and I, I, I'm aware that a collaboration like this requires people to sign on, and, it, and I felt it was as important. I think it's the most important thing a human can do is unmute their voice. I can't think of anything in this lifetime that's more important. And so I so believed, or, or let's picture back in the storytelling times, this would be the fireside chat I would show up for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so not only did I want to receive other people's stories, but I, I did want this to come to fruition. You never know who who is about to unmute their voice and yes, for themselves. So thank you again. Yes, that's why I love how varied these stories are when I start working on projects with it and I'm writing the chapter titles, even the, the titles down and knowing all of your stories now. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so many stories that people will catch a vision of themselves somewhere in that story. And it may not be, you know, their exact story, but it's just like Lindsay. I mean... I'm not the twin, but my sisters were the twins. So, you know, everybody's story is there's something that somebody's going to relate to. And that's why I just love the variety that's in this. And and it wasn't like I picked, picked or chose, you know, well, I want them because I already know their story. I didn't know any of y'all's story. <laughs> so, you know, just to be surprised and see how Source just moved through it and it just... It just flowed so well, and I think it'll be so important for for people to be able to have this have this to 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 read and to and to find themselves and find that hope for unmuting. Yeah. yeah. 
May I ask you a question, Marianne? Absolutely. Is this something that came to you long ago or was this an epiphany or it showed up in a dream or it just kept nudging you? How did this idea transpire? It was, it was, um, it wasn't in a dream. It was, it, I was actually on a, I think I was on, I might've been a ladies power lunch call. Um, there was something that we were on in Divya, Dr. Divya Shepherd, who leads ladies power lunch. We have to give her a plug. Um, she said something and this just came to me, the unmuted voices. We were talking about something in that realm, but just the phrase unmuted voices came to me at that time. And I was like, that's it. That's next year's, uh, that's next year's season because it was at the end of 2021. And, um, Lori, who is also in the book here, um, Lori Raggio, she, we were on a call and she said, okay, well, what we were wrapping up 2021. And she said, okay, what's for next year? And I went, I've been so involved with <laughs> the first season that I didn't even think about, you know, so, um, um, you know, so I, I was real. Yeah, it just it just came to me and it was such a hard flash that it was like there's no denying that this is the 2022 season and it needs to be published in 2023. So I'm so gorgeous. Thank you for that question. Well, I want to thank you all for joining me today and sharing a portion of your story and and the chapter that you've been involved in and and um, I just appreciate all of you beautiful authors and and putting this together. So, and I want to let you know, everyone who's listening, that the book Unmuted Voices is available on Amazon, and the link is in the show notes for your convenience. The second thing that I want to let you know is that we have chosen to create a workshop, and it's going to be entitled Unmuted in 2023. So to kick off this year, on um, February 9th and the 23rd, we are going to create two workshops. They're going to be two-hour-long workshops. Um, they'll be recorded, so in case you have to miss one, you'll receive that. Um, but you're getting both of these workshops facilitated by these authors that are going to walk you through um, working through what they went through, the tools, the tricks, the techniques, the methodologies that they use to find and become aware and awaken that, um, to become unmuted in their voices and how they express life and, and live life truthfully and authentically and um, sovereignly. So these two workshops will be available. You'll get both of them for $99. Um, there is a coupon code in the show notes. So if you use that, you'll receive more than 20% off at $77. So both of those. And don't be, be sure that you share this coupon code because there's, it's not a secret code that only a few, you know, can get it. So um, as you share these, um, author recordings, these author readings that other people can actually get to join. And it would be wonderful if you actually brought a group of friends with you and you did this together. So get the book, get a copy of the book. The link is in the show notes. Um, there's going to be a link in the show notes for where to read more about the, the uh, workshops 
Unmuted in 2023 and how to register for that. So uh, be sure to look at the show notes. They're all there for your convenience. And um, again, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Thank you so much for sharing um, our time with us. And um, I appreciate all you authors. Thank you again so much for being in Unmuted Voices. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye-bye now.